Hello and welcome to the Student Council Podcast, an educational advice show made for students and by students, where everyone is qualified to talk about their own experiences. My name is Carter Dvorak, and today I am joined by an incredibly talented guest. He's a writer, he's a U of M student, he's an improviser. He is Aiden Flora. Aiden, thank you for coming on the show today. It's great to be here. Thank you, Carter. Dude, I am so excited. To kick things off, what have been your favorite five minutes of the past week? The past week, my favorite five minutes would have to be improv rehearsal this past Sunday. Uh, A friend of mine named James was playing a manatee and I was playing a boat propeller. Um, So automatically there was some crazy tension between the two of us. Uh, Really fun. Amazing. Did anything happen? Like, did the boat propeller hurt the manatee or was it just like they just vibed or? It was a game of cat and mouse that kind of turned into like a philosophical debate because I had to internally think about myself personified as a boat propeller and the the ethics surrounding tearing apart my friend the manatee's skin, right? Because right. you know, that's that's quite a lot of quite a lot of conflict. That's a lot to like mentally go through. Um <laughs> that's that's a lot psychologically in a process. Uh is that was that just like is that a one off scene that we'll never see again? Or is that like for like a skit or something upcoming or what? This unfortunately was just us kind of messing around at rehearsal. Um although delving into those kind of more morbid topics does happen to arise uh at uh midnight book club rehearsals um so you know i'm sure if you come to the show on friday uh, something very reminiscent will appear the kids table i am looking forward to it and uh, i'm excited now let's just jump into your whole college experience and i want to get to midnight book club especially mm-hmm. but like what's been your college vibes aiden what got you to university of michigan i want to ask as an ohioan how do you feel crossing the line to coming to u of m but like what's that whole journey been like for you now, the journey's been an interesting one, uh, believe it or not. I, in high school, I wasn't the best academic, um, and that was something that really worried me about kind of a behemoth like Michigan applying to it. Uh, outside of the the rivalry itself between Ohio State and Michigan, there just wasn't, uh, there weren't too many kids that got into Michigan from high school. But I was always a performer, so I knew Michigan had a tremendous school of music, theater, and dance, and I put my best foot forward, focused on my voice, studied classical uh, music um, for my sophomore, junior, and senior years of high school, and auditioned during the COVID era over Zoom. And it was an interesting experience. I had to kind of compile a little bit of a portfolio, but but um, to my surprise, I was I was let in. They accepted me into the program. There was about I want to say twelve students in our in our class that were uh, that joined the voice program, uh, and then like eight or nine that were um, I want I think it's like teaching vocals. I'm not exactly sure what their degree is called, but we had all been put into that department. Wow, that was really cool. I'm like, dude, I, I cannot imagine like auditioning during the COVID era. Like, how do you even get past like internet, Zoom, like recording logistics, just like sound wise? There was like a very there's like a very like widely accepted um, methodology to it, um, especially over Zoom. You know, there, in the upper left hand corner, there's the original sound for musicians on or off uh, category. I'm messing around with those little settings, like audio portions, making sure you were like plugged into the Ethernet. All of these things were essential um, if you wanted your audition to go the right way. Ultimately, um, I, I had actually gone to a vocal summer camp the week before or sorry the summer before and a um and i got to make some connections there that uh also helped me kind of find out more about the process that's awesome and like i didn't i don't think i realized you're are you primarily voice major are you dual degree voice in film or do you 
just enjoy like the film stuff on the side. I was originally voice. And so I got up until I want to say like a fourth of the way through my degree um, and kind of satisfied the the general um, the general like musicianship uh what, I don't know how you would call them, like degree requirements. Um, so I was taking cl- courses like uh, music ethnography and uh, music theory, uh, piano performance, vocal performance. Uh, I was in studios, uh, but I wasn't in love with it. It was just something that I knew I was pretty good at. And I wanted to go to Michigan and check it out, see where it would take me. Um, and then I took a intro to playwriting class through the School of Music, Theater, and Dance. Um, and I met this kid named Ben Servitaw. And he was legitimately one of the just most brilliant, witty, helpful, just like a great mentor to me. And I I really was, I didn't know him for too long before he had graduated, but he suggested I I check out the film, television, and media degree, um, which I had no idea existed when I came to Michigan, like no clue. Um, So he kind of put me on a path where I really started to discover like, oh my gosh, there are so many avenues here and I should have probably done a little bit more research beforehand, but yeah, after that, I immediately just transferred all of my credits from my music major because they were general general musicianship requirements uh, into a, a musical minor track uh, and then took a university choir course to satisfy that. I was also in men's glee, which satisfied another credit. And then I completely transferred into LSA uh, and I've been on the screenwriting sub-major track ever since. Wow. When was ever since? Was that like second semester, sophomore year for you? Yeah. 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 That was, that was a transition. Uh, I was yeah second semester, sophomore year. That's so cool. I didn't realize you and Ben Servita had a, a prior connection, but that's really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he he's yeah, he's great. I'm excited to meet the man. Were you involved with I Need to Be Held at all then? Uh, I would say I was involved in the way that I was maybe one of their number one fans. Uh <laughs> I didn't actually contribute to any of the writing, the acting, or uh, editing or production side of things. But um, I, I, you know, I was the first one to like those YouTube videos when they were coming out. First one to comment, um, and you know, just really, it, it, I have their, I have their merchandise and everything. Actually, I've got their sweatshirt. Their sweatshirt. Wait, no right? way. Yeah, that's such a good sweatshirt. No, let me try and see if I can show the graph a little bit better. Yeah. 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 Symbolism and stuff. Um, yeah phenomenal group really fun really really fun yeah i like stumbled into the premiere of that show like by almost by accident like i didn't know what it was but i walked in the room it was like a friend's birthday but we knew it was something and it was definitely really funny and like just the caliber of doing that as like a bunch of college students is really impressive absolutely yeah. so much organization you need in order to to make so like it's, making a singular skit really does take a lot of time out of your life but making a series ooh, that that's something i can't even fathom right now all the work yeah I, I know i know you're in the in the midst of skit producing right now um but i, w- I want to circle back to michigan just a little bit more here and like so you've had pov and lsa you've had pov and um smtd like what were just the vibes of those schools like for somebody who maybe isn't as familiar with michigan like what is the general u of m vibe and especially in those like film circles and those artists and performance circles like vibe check that's a phenomenal question because the school of music theater and dance is from my perspective just like a collection of smaller cohorts that all form one larger cohort so mm-hmm. and, and there there was a little bit and i i, I this this might just be my opinion. So, you know, take this as like with a grain of salt, but there was almost a little bit of a hierarchy. Now, now Michigan has like a phenomenal musical theater department, like insane, probably the best in the nation. Everybody wants to be in it. Like it's a big deal, um, but they've also got like amazing, phenomenal programs that you don't even really hear about outside of 
the school itself. Like the oboe program is one of the best oboe performance programs in the world. Um, uh, like I, I honestly, you could kind of say that about uh, any any of the the instruments. Um, but I, I specifically remember I was friends with an oboe who got me like all the way through music theory. Uh, she was the best. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, the oboe program is phenomenal. The voice program is really like you know it was at high prestige as well. Um, and you know there, there's great uh, oh the performance arts technology like really well really well done. Um, but there is, I would say, a distinct, um, a distinct culture between the the like musical performance majors and the more theatrical uh, performance majors. So what I observed as a voice musician, um, and this was the first day I was in a musical theory class, uh, I I walked inside and I saw this guy with a saxophone, and I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm gonna compliment him. So I walked up to him. And I was like, yo, man, six sax. And he looked at me, and then he looked at his friend who's standing right beside him. He goes, oh, and then the friend looks back at him he goes alto or tenor and they both just they're like oh <laughs> and they took their seats and i was like what the heck like, what I don't was even, that i didn't know what it meant but i i think i have I no think, idea like what that means right uh and i think that was what made them laugh because they knew i didn't um because i was a voice major because you know i'm not as responsible for knowing to interest like the different types of saxophones um whereas i guess it's kind of more common knowledge for someone to know like a a tenor, alto, bass, baritone, voice type. Um, yeah, at least that's what I perceived. Really, really funny, kind of like almost stereotypical, like I'm a musician and I know what I'm doing sort of uh, caliber. I, now those instances didn't happen all the time, but there, there was very common that I, like that was very common in uh, the performance, the music performance half, the theatrical performance. Uh, I've worked with so many actors and acting majors and directing majors, um, drama majors, a couple musical theater majors, all lovely, um, really, all of them. They're they're super busy. You know, the, these bachelor yeah. fine arts degrees are no joke. Um, in both musical performance and theatrical performance, but um, it, it is it is interesting to see uh, to see the kind of shows they put on because they, similar to a lot of the film majors, they do a lot of like student run organized. Uh, you know performances like you know U U M Roods, uh, Musket, just to name a few. They're they're huge. They're huge. They're, they're ginormous, and they're like oh, incredible quality and caliber too. Like especially Musket. Like I haven't seen other shows other than Musket, but like I don't think I knew Musket was student run my entire first year. I was just like this this is professional. <laughs> this is incredibly well done. Like I like one of my best friends like worked at Musket like last semester, and I still don't think I put it together. It was full student run, but like those shows were absolutely incredible, and like I think it's just amazing. Like and similarly, I think for stuff like the film orgs and a lot of different orgs, like the these students are doing like professional grade skills and, and practices and things, and I think that's just so impressive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Now I think I'm I'm excited. Let's let's circle back around to, to Midnight Book Club. Like what is what is Midnight Book Club, first of all, and like what got you into improv? Um, okay, so this is gonna this is funny because this brings me back to my intro to playwriting course. I genuinely feel like this this course set me on a different path. Um, because the amount of talent in an intro to playwriting course was kind of unreal. Um, I was lumped in with a bunch of senior students at the time who are now graduated. Um, one was Ben Servitaw, um, but it was also Paul Leaglet and Miles Elliott. And these two guys were a duo, okay? Like in terms of Midnight Book Club history, alumni, these two guys were the deal on the improv scene. And like, if you're not into improv, you probably don't really know what's going on in the Michigan improv scene. But if you are, they're the names. And they were both in my class. Now at the time, I did not know that. Like I wasn't in the improv scene. 
But working with them through the intro to playwriting course, you know, I kind of started to realize, wow, these guys are really talented. I'd love to work with them. I find out they're in an improv group. I'd never really done improv before. I did it for a slight moment in high school before I got kicked off the team. That's a different, it's a different story though. And I genuinely, I tried out. I tried out last year. I did not get on the team. I was, I was really sad because I made it to callbacks, but I didn't make it all the way through. But you know what? You know, that just means you try again next year. That's exactly what I did. And I'm a part of it. Unfortunately, they both graduated since. Um, but I'm carrying the torch they left behind with pride. Um, with a lot of pride. Because you followed their legacies. You followed Ben Servitas' legacy. Like, that that was a really big and influential class for you. And, like, it's cool that you're kind of picking up the torches in those roles. And, like, I definitely see you being, like, one of the, the guys in, in those spheres, Aiden. So that's awesome. <sighs> yeah. You're, you're, yeah, you me. Of course, of course. Can I ask about the high school improv team or is that is that a story we can share sure um <laughs> yeah uh actually it was led it was it was called who's lion is it anyways um very nice I, I don't remember too much about it um but it was led by a tremendous guy his name is Dodie mcdowell um and i just like you know you say certain things on stage when your mind is running around and uh I think I might have just said a couple things that I shouldn't have in the moment, in the heat of the moment, that I thought was funny, wasn't funny. Nothing politically incorrect, more along the lines of cuss words that weren't palpable for a family audience. Um, so no no, no backlash in like a, a moral sense, but uh, certainly in, I mean, I guess it's a little immoral to be swearing like a sailor in front of little kids, but you know, yeah. I've learned to avoid or at least change my my maturity level depending on the audience that's a good skill to have and like yeah yeah it's nothing cancelable but it might wind you up talking to the principal for like a little bit um or you know a little little chat i could see that but and that's interesting i mean that, that feels almost kind of like and a little bit almost like a badass story too though it's like you know you can have that little patch on your shoulder like yeah i get kicked out of my last group like you know i think there's something there like a bit of like aiden flora the rebel without a cause or something like that i love that i love they, that they can't keep him caged i don't know any any inspiration but they had to put a brown paper bag over my head <laughs> drag you out of the school you like yeah you wake up and you're like i need to get back at those people and that's what that's what it's all rooted towards <laughs> oh it's a it's an, oh it's a revenge story I, I you like pretty woman your high school like you come back like 20 years later oh i kind of i'm rocking with this i'm rocking you know this is what happens now after school yeah. after college i had the second city yeah I had straight there i try out make it after Easy. i make go back to the high school and i show them i show them the man i've become <laughs> Yeah, when you're hosting SNL and your principal's in the audience, it's like, I I see a beautiful future for you here. Wow, that that is quite the fantasy. That's that's funny. Though. Yeah, that's amazing. Can we talk about a bit about Men's Glee? Uh, I'm curious about what your time. We both just saw Men's Glee concert together last mm -hmm. weekend, but like, what was your POV in Men's Glee? How was that? And like, even seeing it from instead of being on stage performing, but like seeing it from the from the balcony or the the mezzanine what did that look like oh really uh one of the most well organized and i would say in general like healthy clubs on campus if i could like for for just like the average like don't know what you're like what you want to do you're not necessarily like too artistic or or too creative or like maybe you're like really smart like not to say that these guys aren't but i'm saying this is an outlet for so many people from so many different walks of life uh to come together and produce something like so 
above what a singular person can. You know, um, there were so many creative, there were voice majors in men's glee. There were like so many engineering majors, computer science, um, physics, like pretty much any major you could name and at least one would be in men's glee. Men's glee was one of the most diverse uh, groups I, I, I have been in um, in terms of major or minor. Uh, at the school and it, it is really not only a great like connection based organization uh, and, and creative art but it's also just like a really healthy group of guys like uh, they always want what's best for you and you know I, I wish I I didn't necessarily leave men's glee I guess technically I still get their emails but unfortunately I just don't have the time um, I have to I have to do some other stuff with improv and filmic so uh, unfortunately I'm no longer a part like an active member of the work but they're great yeah they're all- it lives with you in your heart and I don't see that's really refreshing and nice to hear like you know, even we talked a little bit about some of the, the hierarchies that might kind of find itself in some of those performing areas. I mean, they find themselves in so many different majors, but like, it's nice to hear of a, a big performing group like that, that is healthy, that is really supportive and uplifting and really cool. And I think it's awesome that it can draw in so many different majors who like otherwise wouldn't have that opportunity. And, you know, maybe outside of college might not have that opportunity again to like participate like that. I think it's such a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's time to dive into a little bit of filmic stuff. So with, with filmic exposure through Ben Servitaw, had you know prior to that like what was your journey with that club so filmic is really funny because because i was in imagination last year as a writer director um and i had heard whispers i had heard whispers of the organization um and you know you would hear all sorts of weird things filmic's a cult oh you got <laughs> everyone if you just want to be one of them oh no they don't take upperclassmen oh no 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 Heard all, heard all these things from all these different people so it was kind of a little daunting it was a little scary um but at the same time i am one to know when somebody has a lot of haters they got something going on all right they got like a little secret sauce they got a taste okay um and so i i had heard little things i actually went to the rap party for ben Servitas. i need to be held sketch and I met um, a, a filmic alumni named Sienna Peterson. And she was like, look, dude, this org, Filmic, I'm in it. It is the org. Like, if you want to go into film, if you want to go into marketing, advertising, if you want to be on the creative side of production, like, this is where you go. This is, like, we're students who work on big budget productions, like, not messing around, like, still having fun, but, like, not messing around. That perfect play hard, work hard mentality, you know, try it out. Like, if you think you have what it takes, go for it. And and I was like, well, shit. Um, I, I was taking a screenwriting class as well with um, with Austin, currently in Filmic. And he was like, yo, man, uh, I don't know if you know about this org Filmic, but I'm in it. And try applying. Like, why not? Just check it out. And I was like, you're a super cool dude, Austin. Like, heck yeah, I will. You know, like right on. So um, decided to apply as a writer. Totally, totally, totally did not anticipate making it on the team. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I had heard many things about, because I'm a junior now, applied as a junior. I'd heard they didn't take upperclassmen, um, and I I kind of had this mentality going into it. Like, it's possible, but really unlikely. And here I am, super, super excited to be working on stuff already with Bill. Dude, it's it's absolutely incredible, and I'm glad, like, it's kind of facing the, the challenge of it. And I love the POV. Like, I think it's so smart of, like, you know, if there's a bunch of whispers or there's a bunch of takes about an org, like, there is something behind that, you know, for better, like, they've got the thing, and I think that's really cool. And, like, you could perceive that and, like, yeah, dude, it's, it's been such a great time. I'm glad that... I'm really glad we joined the same, like, kind of class. I cannot wait to do the recruitment video with you. Like, <laughs> I keep... Especially, I'm just thinking of you and Caroline as, like, the writing 
team behind it plus like all the other minds in like our class i'm like this is gonna be one hell of a video oh yeah for sure no i'm yeah. so excited um there we are a strong we're a big class and we're a strong yeah class. we because we have like everybody we've got all the teams like well represented um yeah it's it's such a great team and it's it's spread across you know first year students seat juniors so i think that's really cool too like there's a variety of years and majors mm-hmm yeah, team. we got super interesting personalities. I'm excited. You know, we worked a bit on the Joe Hurtler video. Yeah. Um. So most of the people that I know in the org uh, were associated with that. Um. But I'm excited for this this video because I can see kind of who I synergize with. Uh. Also outside of that wonderful group of people we worked on the Hurtler video with. Yeah, that's really cool. Like, no, I completely agree. It's gonna be such a good time, and like, it was so fun vibing with you on the Joe Hurtler set and working on that project and like all these things. I'm curious with all these cool orgs that you're a part of do you just have like some of your favorite memories with like midnight book club and just like the like just some of the highlights that you've really gleaned from those and like how do you think they've really impacted your time at college as a whole um well i would say they've made like first of all they've structured my life a lot which as a creator really something i struggle with i always need my days kind of filled to the max i always like to say yes to things because i typically do better when i have no other time to complete something um so like deadlines deadlines are big and that's what that's what a, a club provides in a lot of senses um but also just like the people you surround yourself with a higher caliber of people and you're going to make better work it's just that's just how it works and if you're you know competitive but also humble and fun you know you're going to make great memories i improv is like some of the most under under or i guess nobody talks about improv in a therapeutic sense but it is unbelievably therapeutic because you're kind of just letting your mind run wild um for an hour and a half with other people and and no one's gonna judge you for what you say like it's and if you do create if they do judge you it's going to be in a positive atmosphere like they're going to to say what you just came up with was brilliant and because you just came up with it you can take pride in the things you've done instantaneously without having to actually work for them it's a very rare product like most of the time, especially in writing, especially in producing, there's so many things that go into, you know, succeeding in what you've written or what you produce. Like it's just, that's how it is. It takes a lot of time before you get that boost of serotonin. With improv, it's like a cheat code, you know? Oh, you did something bad in improv? Well, you just came up with it. Eh, it doesn't matter. You did something good. Oh my God. How? How? How did you do that? It's like a double, it's like a total cheat, but it's great. No, I mean, it's um, incredible. I don't know if that answered your question really, but it totally answered my question. I, I love seeing improv as almost a layer of therapy, like group therapy and getting to take other people's ideas. And I think just like, yes, Andy, and as a concept is a great thing to just employ in life. A lot of times is sometimes just like taking an idea and, and running with it can be so cool. And, and like the instant gratification of throwing an idea out there and it works and it gets a laugh is so cool yeah yeah absolutely yeah now aiden we're gonna roll into some of the the rapid fire questions here i mean take your time with them still but what is the most impactful piece of advice that somebody's given to you okay uh i was watching the voice one time and pharrell williams was on it and he said luck favors the prepared um i took that piece of information as like a 12 year old boy and i pretty much etched it into my brain that i is love that yes I completely agree. I love all the, like, I think Ted Lasso is harder the work, the luckier you get. But in the same vein, it's just like, I like luck favorites are prepared. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. true. Like, you know, you're you're bound. Yeah, I don't believe in manifestation. All right. I'm not like a spiritual man, but I do believe there is like at least a little bit of like spiritual work that goes on. A little bit of luck 
uh, associated with a hard work. Uh, maybe that's the Midwest in me. I don't know, but I think it is the Midwest. I think it's the Midwest in us. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big manifestation guy. I think sometimes you gotta just you have to I think believe in it in order for stuff to like. I think that maybe mm-hmm. it's it's not that I believe in manifestation as I feel like there's a detriment to the lack of manifestation of like if you're actively thinking that this won't happen then like yeah it's not going to but like if you have a little bit of hope that like this can be a thing i think that it'll kind of set you up better make you more prepared for that luck i like that that's very i carter i'm rocking with that actually i think that's a very nice thought it's not that you need to manifest but really well it's not it's not that you need to like manifest everything but just to a a certain degree you gotta have that that kernel of belief at the very least right Um, and then it'll it'll grow it'll grow It'll grow. It's a beautiful thing, Aiden. Now, do you have an ultimate tip for somebody going into college? Ultimate tip? Depends on who you are. But if you're someone who's extroverted and really like all about your friends, like I am, don't worry too much about school in that first semester. Find your foundation, find your people. I mean, they don't necessarily have to be into like the same things as you. Sometimes you go to a club and you meet all your friends. Sometimes it's in the dining hall. Who cares? Don't worry about like what people are into, what they're studying. You can meet, meet and learn so many different things about people who are taking different majors, classes. Um, if anything, I'd encourage you to be friends with people outside of your major. Um, but um, find that foundation, find that family, find the people you feel comfortable around. Um, because you're going to like, you're kind of have to gonna not replace your family at school, but you're going to you're going to find a family at school. And that family is going to help you when things go south. And they will sometimes, but that's okay. We'll get through it. That's a beautiful piece of advice. I love like, I, I hadn't thought about it like that. But there is almost a little bit of not replacing your family. But you know, you're jumping out for most people like the first summer you're kind of outside of that home base at home community on your own like finding people to kind of you know still bring that community element is is so valuable and like yeah the academics will come so like if you can enjoy that first semester freshman year like do it take it um because the classes will get to you eventually it's not gonna get any easier that's for sure no it's not i never i don't think i believed it freshman year i think i heard that and was like whatever and now i'm a sophomore and i'm like uh-huh everyone was right everyone else was right um yeah 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 we've talked about your kind of coming to michigan process but i'm just curious to dive in really into like the expectations of it all like coming to michigan what'd you expect and like you've kind of had a, a definitely like an interesting unique journey but like how did that reality compare uh, i don't know i I think that's a good question. I expected I expected something different, but and what that difference was was kind of, you know, the type of college you see in the movies where you're going to like the bar and the the parties every weekend and you're going and there there is plenty of that here. I don't mean that there's not. There certainly is. Um but there isn't like a lot of the people don't really often talk about kind of the the like almost practiced adulthood that's that's kind of necessary to college um you know and that goes beyond just like doing the dishes laundry normal chores but like like actually like the good the fun things you know like i don't know taking a weekend trip up north with a couple of buddies you know and just hiking like you know there's other there's other fun things to do that like maybe when you were stuck at home in white suburbia ohio you kind of only thought the escape was like a party fest at school but no there's there's so much more you know there is i really like that phrasing of it and like practice adulthood is really really interesting because it does feel that way a lot of times i think it feels that way maybe this is the business in me but like (laughs) you know when you have to google calendar like getting lunch with a friend like maybe that sounds sad but to me i actually find that a lot of like fun and fulfilling where it's like i have a lot going on but i think like in you know what i value a lot is my schedule because that's like what keeps me going but like putting in that time to like have friends it feels like a very adult 
adult mid 40s thing to do but it is at the same time it's super fulfilling and then i get to take that time and make sure that like even in these crazy times i can go and have fun with friends right i like i like that outlook it's very positive and also you know at the same time like hanging out with your friends should be a little bit of an accomplishment if you're so busy that you have to schedule like little little parts and like most people are once you get to this point you know Mm -hmm. like where you have to like block out times to maybe like cook a meal with a friend or or go out to eat like you said like um i don't know you should be able to check that off your list as like yeah i did that today you know not only as like that was fun and relaxing and we got stuff done but also just like a like a little pat on the back of sorts you know yeah i think that i i'm butchering the quote there's a quote from hank green in one of his novels and it's like productivity is also like it's oh my gosh now it's gone but it's, it's essentially along the lines that like being productive is also like doing the things that make you happy like that is also being productive and i think that's like a good frame especially for somebody who is focused a lot on like what does it mean to be productive yeah 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 oh there's yeah. so many like I feel like once you get to this point, like there's so many existential questions you start having, like, oh, you know, you're, you're surrounded by all sorts of people like you as a business major, I'm sure, you know, all the time there's like, a there's a lot of discussion about like, oh, you know, what, what kind of like sect of business do I want to be in? What, what type of atmosphere do I want to be in? And certainly as a film major, I get a lot like, well, what are you going to do with that? You know, um, but sometimes you just got to like, be like, hey, I know who I am. I know what I'm good at. We're going to find a way to make money. It will be made in some way. And I know I am smart enough to figure that out. (laughs) Right now, I'm going to take a little bit of a load off. You know, like every once in a while, just like actually enjoy my fall break or something like that. Um, You know? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I, I completely agree on all fronts with that. Now, Aiden, if you can think back to your time in dorms, what was a dorm room essential item for you? All right, shower shoes are, you need shower shoes. They, they yeah. have to be there. Um, Kleenexes, uh, like n- nasal spray, cough drops, you name it. Stuff for when you will be sick, you will need. They will not be at Walgreens, CVS, or Target. None of them. They will all be gone. At a big university like this, there is no chance. Like, no chance. No chance. Um, no. You have to have that stuff. You do, dude, because I can watch it. Like, I remember as a freshman, but now I feel like as a sophomore with like a slightly better immune system, I can watch it happen. I can watch it like one person on the floor get sick and then like it slowly spreads to all the other rooms beside them. And I'm like, what is going Like, it's weird to see it from that POV, but it's true. Like once, literally it takes one person going down and eventually you'll just be like fourth floor was sick. Now it's up to fifth floor. Now it's down to third floor. Now it's down to this class. Now it's in this class. Like it kind of moves in waves, but you're right. Like when it moves in waves, everyone's needing everything at the same time. So being prepared, I have my basket of drugs, you know, cough drops, you know, all the, all the Advil cold and sinus I could ever need in the world is, is safe and tucked away in my closet for when I need to break it out. Wonderful. Yeah. I mean, it's the lifeline. And like, there's always one point I feel like for me personally, freshman year, I I might even say half the year I was dead, but like, there's always one point at the beginning of the year, happened this year to me, happened sophomore year, the beginning of the year to me, um, where I was dead for at least like a a week. Uh, Yeah catches up with you it, it catches up kills man yeah now the kind of I, I think u of m is so unique in the way that it's based in ann arbor which is like a very rich area for food for arts for so many different things in food in particular do you have a favorite bite of food favorite restaurant in the area uh right now as of or as of late pot bellies has been phenomenal <laughs> 
Like you can't okay. go, you can't go there at like one. You can't go there at noon. You can't go there like actually during lunchtime because it's way too packed, especially on like a weekday. Yeah. Technically you can't, but I, I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not gonna wait in the line for like 30 minutes for food because I just don't I can't do that. Um no. but like at four o'clock after a class ends and it's like the awkward time between lunch and dinner, holy crap, give me pot bellies. I want it so much. Like, oh yeah. I gotta know what's your order, what's your go-to. Or you switch it up all the time. My go-to is an original-sized mama's meatball on white bread um, with a cup of mac and cheese and a chocolate milkshake. Uh, that is that is me like going going all out like just pigging out most of the time yeah. it's the only the sub but I get my paycheck then then it's I go a little wild that sounds divine yeah that sounds like just like a wonderful meal to have like you know I, I would I remember that too if, like, especially when I was sick that would be usually I'd be like okay I'm ordering everything off the menu now um but like it sounds like just an incredible experience mm. yeah what's a moment from high school that you still think about wow um what is a moment from high school i i ran with a strange crowd in high school like really (laughs) weird um love them but we all lived on the same block so uh constantly over at each other's houses it was almost like we were our own little village you know like there were also my parents um but my favorite memory this one's hard and i don't romanticize my high school experience all that much it wasn't phenomenal it was just right um oh no i i wish it's okay Sounds hard. I I don't know. I just, I I enjoyed growing up with the people who I grew up with a lot. There were so many moments where we were doing really dumb things. And I was so happy that we were doing those really dumb things, quite frankly. Yeah, I I think that's all it needs to be. I think that's valuable. If you can, when you think back, you think back to the people there, which I think is is kind of right where I am at. Like, I definitely think back to very specific people and like the experiences I had with them in high school. Like, yeah, I think that's so cool and valuable. I think it's interesting. Like, that feels like out of a movie. Like, everyone's friends on the same block. Like, it feels very, like, 80s. Goonies like style of uh, interactions. That's true. Yeah. It, it was. It was that way. Um, I like that 80s Goonies. Totally that vibe. It's a good vibe. I'm waiting for the day that I'm with all my friends and we find a map to treasure. Because then I'll, I'll know. Like, like, I'm waiting for that to happen. Like, when does that, like, can we, like, just pick it up already? Like, why isn't yeah. that? Yeah right like like somebody will break a statue and they'll find some kind of map to treasure and like i think this is why like this is what made escape rooms into a thing is i think everyone who like saw the goonies and were like when is this coming for me like when does this happen for everybody Dude, there's a huge demand like there's a big demand market. like what yeah what's going on? absolutely think, that's a that's a phenomenal hypothesis i think that's definitely where escape rooms originated really it, it feels like it it feels like that would just fit as the origins now i want to dive a bit into your music aid and i want to ask you you, what songs you put on a school survival playlist oh right now right now i listen to music in correlation with the, the projects i'm working on so music's really important for me when i'm writing so i've been listening to a lot of early taylor swift a lot of the fray a lot of the script some train early 2000s white people music <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> what I've been listening to. Right, listening to uh, music from an artist called The Script when you're a writer just feels like it fits. Like it feels like that was meant to happen. I never thought about it like that, but wow, yeah, yeah, that <laughs> mind blown. Is there any one song though? Can you think of any? Like, if you had to pick out of all the early two thousands white people music, like the definitive piece. Um, yeah, I'll say Love Story by Taylor Swift. Yeah. Uh, 
Love Story by Taylor Swift, but an honorable mention to Cable Car by um, The Fray. By The Fray. I love it. Those seem... I have not heard The Fray. I don't know The Fray, um, so I'll have to put The Fray and, and scripts and them all on my list of yeah. too many musical artists to count. Well, The Fray is like, you know, like, lost and insecure. You found me. You found me. You know that song? Yo, I think it's... it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I can picture that. I think I can picture it. Okay. Found me. Yeah. Okay, okay. There, there's so many artists like that too that was my reaction to uh bleachers when i first when like somebody said i'm like i don't know who that is and i'm like oh of course i know who this person is like you I'm... just know mm-hmm. yeah and this is the final question of the interview thank you so much for chatting with me what would you tell your freshman self in high school and your freshman self in college freshman self in high school i would say stop complaining about how short you are it won't make you taller <laughs> <laughs> uh have a little confidence and um first year of college aiden i would just tell him get out of your dorm room uh i spent a lot of time uh watching essays like youtube essays about different movies i liked um but there are so many opportunities if i could spend an extra year in filmic or in improv or men's glee i totally would have um but as a freshman i was a little too cooped up in my old habits of high school of boring midwest life knowing nothing but youtube so go out do things you will not regret it you will have a much more interesting life more things to write about um, and yeah like these are yeah absolutely. yeah those are good pieces of advice i think it can be easy to get sucked into the like i like how you even noted like my high the high school life kind of carrying over and it's like realizing like okay what drops what stays like what habits were good what habits can i modulate now that we're in college like all that stuff yeah yeah well in thank you so much the last actual question i have a secret question got you what do you have to plug share promote send the people to oh um midnight book club midnight book Club is an improv organization here at university of michigan they have some phenomenal alumni and current members in terms of wit, intellect, comedy, obviously, um, and just acting in general. Uh, our shows happen about four or five times a semester. We've got one on November 10th, and we've got one on December 1st. Um, they're hilarious. And Filmic, obviously, I got to plug Filmic. Filmic is so fun. Definitely, like, it's an advertising agency. It's no, it, it's fun, but it's not funny, you know? It is funny, but it's not funny in the sense where it's like, well, we are taking ourselves seriously. It's great to be a part of um, so many talented individuals, so many great connections I've made to that club. Um, and quite frankly, I can't wait to be a part of it um, for even longer. It's going to be too. Awesome. It's going to be such a good time. I, I completely agree. Dude, I cannot wait to go to a Midnight Book Club show and to make more stuff with you in Filmic. It's going to be the coolest time in the world. So, Aiden, thank you for coming on the show today. I really, really appreciate your time. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for so much for having me. I know I blabbled on a little bit at those first questions, but you it's know, perfect. I love it. I love it. I can't wait to uh, to see your shows. I can't wait for your pretty woman moment with your high school improv group. Like, I I really had a good time chatting. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Me too. Well, listener, I appreciate you hanging out with us as well. I hope you had a good time listening to everything um this has been another episode of student council i have been carter dvorak that over there has been aiden flora aiden do you have any other final words before we head out of here thanks a bunch thanks a bunch aiden if you want to find us our instagram is at stucopod or email stucopod at gmail.com wishing you the best of luck and the best of times in all of your educational endeavors go blue the student council is adjourned <laughs>